What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Cub Cooker. Make sure I have my microphone on. I do. Hope everyone has an, hope everyone is having a beautiful day. A little tongue-tied today. I've been talking all day. Doing videos. We dropped a ton of videos today. Short-form videos on Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram, YouTube. What's up, 74 Leathercraft? What is up, Ron? Terry, welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Hope you're having an awesome day. 74 Leathercraft. Love the new profile picture, by the way. Y'all go check out 74 Leathercraft on TikTok and all the other platforms. He makes beautiful handmade leather work. Um, anyway, big shout out. He's a good friend of mine, so go check him out if you can. That would be awesome. Um, anyway, so today we're going to be talking about the seven guardian angels of seven different realms or really categories of realms uh, according to the book of Enoch. And why is this important for us today? It's important because it helps expand our mind around what reality might be. Uh, and understanding that mythologies hold some truths about uh, what the actual world is that we live in. Even modern science starts to find some of these things uh, to be more true than we thought maybe they were. Uh, so even as we look at things like ancient astronaut theory, we look at quantum mechanics and that type of thing, uh, we start to see that realities are not really what we thought they were. Um, and I'm very fascinated by it. So this is the brand new design I have behind me. It's inspired by, uh, I live out here in West Texas, and so we have a lot of Native American culture here. And I've always loved like the Navajo tapestries. Uh, in fact, I used to work at a museum and we had a, a display where we featured a lot of these Navajo tapestries. And I think that they're beautiful. And so I made some artwork today uh, designed after the Watchers of the Seven Realms or the Guardian Angels of the Seven Realms. Not to be confused with the 200 Watchers that fell to earth and sinned against God and humanity earlier in the Book of Enoch. We're in Chapter 7 today. And as we get into the week, we try to dive more into the text and less uh, with my ideas about it and more about from the text and talking about what it means to our life today. Uh, then on the weekends, we talk about uh, Gnosticism, Gnosis, that type of thing around uh, knowing the authentic reality, knowing your authentic self, knowing the authentic God, those type of things. So love your channel, et cetera, et cetera. says, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Patricia, thank you for the gifts. I appreciate you guys being here. Anyway, this is a really cool pattern. I'll show you guys. Uh, this is one side of it. And then this is another side of it. Um, and then this is actually kind of shows the firmament. And as it goes up, you can see the sun. This is kind of your deep space. Um, so I really tried to give it a lot of different realms around it. Um, and by the way, this is on a shirt. If you haven't checked out the t-shirts, that is the best way to support this channel. Just FYI. Um, I don't like showing ads on this channel or anything like that. And in fact, even when I have that opportunity, um, as I get opened up to more and more of that to monetize through the platforms, I like to keep stuff uh, where it's just kind of between us, where I can support myself doing this and continue to bring awesome content and you guys can support me. This is one of the, the drops we did last week. It's still on the website. It's called the... Um, the first astronaut and this is all about you know Enoch going up into the stars to the ends of the earth being taken up um, and so it's just my vision of what that might have looked like uh, but like I said the pattern that we have today I wanted to do something a little bit more uh, rustic looking a little bit more um, earth colors that type of thing some natural colors and this is really really absolutely laid out on the shirt beautifully I was able to do it the sleeves are actually, I wish I had taken a screenshot of it. I didn't before I started this. Uh, let's see, uh, Eggerman says, uh, definitely need this shirt. Thank you very much. Um, and so those are over on my website at www.cubcubker.com. Cubcooker.me, excuse me, not .com, .me. All of which is in my profile links, no matter where you're watching this. So... Anyway, getting into chapter 7, the holy angels. Uh, we've heard about the watchers. We've heard about the fallen angels. 
Now we're going to look at uh, chapter 7, the holy angels. These are the holy ones that still guard the realms. And this is super, super interesting. These are the names of the holy angels who watch mankind. So again, we have the watchers that fell. And then uh, Enoch is, is through God, you know, passing judgment on them. Uh, let's see. Love to, uh, love to see you on live, brother. Thank you, the trippy hippie. I appreciate that. God bless you. Um, let's see. Um, any other good comments? Nope, no other good comments. Um, Uriel, U-R-I-E-L, is the first angel that we're going to talk about here. One of the holy angels who is over the world and Tartarus. He's over the world and Tartarus. What is Tartarus? Tartarus is, and I'll see if I can show kind of an image um, Tartarus is kind of like the ends of the earth. It's a realm kind of outside of the realm. Um, in Greek mythology, and we have to kind of take into account all different mythologies when we read these ancient texts because they weren't as separate as we like to think of them now. You know, we go, oh, that's Greek mythology, that's Egyptian, that's this. You know, there was a time long ago when all of these kind of blended into each other. And even though they were separate, they were still very similar um, and why were they similar? Because, again, I believe the gods, the fallen angels, came and affected humanity all across the planet. And so that's why we see so many similarities. So uh, it was all connected. Yes, absolutely. Uh, good storytelling voice. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate that. I've, I've heard that, uh, that I have a good storytelling voice. So uh, anyway, so Uriel is, is one of the holy angels who is over the world and over Tartarus. Again, Tartarus being a place outside the realms, and in Greek mythology, it was actually a place where the gods would imprison their enemies and then kind of evolved into what we know of today as the underworld or Hades. So really, really interesting there on the mythology. First time here, hello, and seems super interesting. Thank you, Meg1122. I appreciate you being here. Uh, account of, accounting uh, Digital Joy says, I agree with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, were they all bad? I don't believe it. Yeah, and that's truth, Sika. Um, I don't think they were all bad. And in fact, today we're talking about the seven that are specifically good. They're the holy angels. In fact, the highest of the holy angel order. I think there's plenty of good angels left. I think there's plenty of good angels that still work on our planet. I think we see them in the night skies. We call them UFOs, UAPs. Um, you heard about the Russian astronauts that I talked about that saw these like 90 foot tall angelic beings outside the window of the space station. Really interesting stuff. You know, I can't corroborate that or say that it's true, but I can certainly say it's interesting. And that's really all I'm here to do on this channel. Say it's interesting and get all of us to look within, to find the true God within, um, and then we're going to look at all these mythologies to try to understand what's the difference between the gods and God. There's El Elyon, God of gods, God most high. And then there's all the little G gods, which were, by the way, just as real um, because they were actually on the planet. They were actually interacting with humanity. We see it in Egyptian. We see it in Asian cultures. We see it um, in the uh, Sumerian cultures, we see it in Hebrew cultures, like it's, it's everywhere. And in fact, 10 to 15,000 years ago, there's so much data that it's hard to ignore it and go, nah, none of that ever happened. Because if you look at it, even just from a historical point of view, in the data that we have written down in mythologies and, and paintings, cave paintings, stuff like that, it's kind of hard to just blow it off. So that's where I approach this from for anybody that's new here. So uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no game. It's uh, artwork that he created. Uh, appreciate that, by the way. Some people uh, do think this is uh, a game behind me. But yeah, I actually create all this artwork um, and I do throw it on uh, special edition t-shirt drops every week. They cycle through every single week. Um, I'm already discontinuing shirts this week and dropping new ones. So if you guys do like them, you can check it out. This is the Sacred Arrival shirt that I did. Um, and it's talking about, you know, the mythologies, the ancient astronaut theory, all of the world religions we have. Um, this is kind of an amalgamation of my 
uh, my vision of what, um, you know, all of this kind of how it all fits together. Uh, not saying that God is a UFO, by the way, for anyone that watches these live streams, uh, enough, you'll, you'll understand kind of my brand of theology here. If you want good theology, this isn't the channel. There's plenty of other channels for good theology, pastoral theology. Um, I look at faith, spirituality, and paranormal and combine them, uh, looking at mythologies and the idea of gnosis, which is to actually know authentically who you are, who God is, who Christ is within you. It is not a religious standpoint. It is not anything other than um, my own understanding of this weird world we live in. And, and you have to find your own, by the way. Um, so I'm not here to tell anyone that they're right or wrong. There's plenty of other channels that will do that. If you're looking for a conclusive idea on how to live your life and what all this means, this is the wrong channel. This is merely something to open your mind uh, and kind of join together in a tribe where we really are open-minded. We really do allow everyone in this group. Um, we are a multi-faith, multi-generation, multi-race, multi-orientation group of people who's just looking for truth, just wants to strip away all of the, excuse my language, BS, and look at all of the history that this planet has, all of the peoples that it has, and try to find some element of ascension within us. Because I believe God is in all of us, ready to just awaken into beautiful realities. Yet when we try to encode ourselves with all of these operating systems that other people tell us we need, that's when we get uh, pattern interrupts and disrupts in our brains, our mentalities, our spiritual state, and we can't tell which way is up or down or right or wrong. Um, yet when you look within and you quiet everything and you enter that frequency of love and light and openness and oneness with God and each other, then that's when the paradigm shifts. And that's why I love looking at all of this because you got to understand, and so do I, that back in the day, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, they were looking for signs from the heavens and they were experiencing signs and entities from the heavens. And then a man named Christ came, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Uh, he came and he said, hey, it doesn't come with that. It's within. And that's something that we've totally gotten away from. And so that's my core message here is to revive that message of love and light and oneness. So amen, brother. Uh, Jeff says, thank you for being here. Uh, Jesus didn't tell us to make a religion. Jesus is, hey, amen, absolutely. And that's kind of what I try to get back to here is like, you know, this isn't a set of doctrine. It's just a state of being. And there's a difference between doctrinal um, understandings of who Christ was and experience of him. Uh, not him as a person, but him as an entity, him as us, by the way. And so that's what I look for. So Enoch came first, uh, and that's my only issue, how they took Enoch out and left Jesus. Absolutely. Um, and so if you look at the line, you have Enoch, you have Noah, you have Elijah was taken up. Absolutely. You have Christ, like all of these in this line. And later this week, I'm going to talk about magic versus sorcery. This whole world is still obsessed with sorcery. Look at all the processes. Look at all the things we do. Say the prayer, do the holy water. You've got the sacrifice over here. You have the process over here and the pattern here. All of it's based in the physical realm. Christ came to share true magic with us, which is in. It's esoteric. It is vibrations and frequency and the language and law of love, by the way. So, um, anyway, that is what, uh, that's what I talk about. Will you be offering this art as posters? Um, I have one poster on there right now. It is the poster, um, the prayer portal where Jesus is in front of the prayer portal facing it. I do have that poster up there right now. Mostly I'm doing t-shirt drops of it, but more requests for posters. I'll definitely do posters. So, uh, I have not sold a poster yet, so that's why I haven't done a whole lot. Yeah, I love Pink Floyd. I'm wearing the Pink Floyd shirt today. I normally try not to wear branded stuff, but I have a bunch of my own shirts on order, so I'm kind of waiting to get them till I can start wearing them. So, um, Let's see. I saw I'd love some in the other art as well. Okay, awesome. I will, uh, I'll throw up some more posters then and see what we can do with those because uh, some of this stuff, like I love this one. 
I mean, uh, the Watchers of the Realms, again, in kind of a Navajo art style. Um, and, and this one, I worked so much on getting this image today. It was really hard to get this type of image out of the AI. And so, uh, you know, I put in the prompts and I tell stories and I tell it what type of look to have and the colors and kind of the layout. And then I can redo it and redo it and redo it. And, uh, but anyway, it is all licensed to me. It is my artwork. And so... Anyway, uh, you guys that, that buy that really, really support me. So thank you so much. Um, let's see. Welcome to the fishbowl. Yes, absolutely. Uh, have you ever watched Wizard of Oz with Pink Floyd at the same time? Yes, absolutely. Uh, with the third lion roar. Um, yeah, it, it's actually really, really cool. And you can find it on YouTube now. So, um, so getting back to the text. So we talk about Uriel. Now Raphael is one of the holy angels who is over the spirits of men. Okay, so this is interesting. The spirits of men, uh, Raphael. So, and and I'm going to go ahead and give my interpretation of all of these, by the way. So this does not mean that that's what the text means. It means this is what my mind imagines it as and kind of the operation that I'm, I'm moving forward in my life with right now. So uh, we have Uriel. He's over the world and Tartarus. So I imagine that Uriel, uh, in my head, he would be uh, not over, not only managing like world events and stuff and making sure that they're falling into prophetic timelines, uh, but he's also managing uh, whenever something falls out of a timeline, he's putting them into Tartarus, Hades, the underworld, the outer realm, the outer darkness, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you've seen uh, Loki, the Marvel show Loki, kind of like the TVA, the timekeepers, where they kind of prune timelines, that's how I imagine Uriel. Um, Raphael, the holy angel who is over the spirits of men. I imagine this as anytime someone starts to ascend and they discover Christ consciousness and they receive that inner love and light and let everything go in their life, physically, mentally, spiritually, that doesn't serve that singular authentic reality and timeline for their life. I imagine that this angel comes in and helps guide and guard all of that spiritual energy that's happening within and around a person. Uh, because Christ is raising within, but I imagine uh, Raphael being kind of like a guardian around that to keep things out. And as there's opposition coming towards that person, He's protecting that person. Uh, so over the spirits of men, uh, because as our spirit wants to ascend, it does need that protection, I would assume, and I would understand uh, from all of my research. So um, let's see. Uh, glory to God, the highest. Amen. Um, let's see. Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So it is super interesting that uh, a doggy says, is that your art? Yes, this is one of my pieces of artwork. And I've, this is actually my first like abstract artwork to do on there. A lot of the other ones are real painterly style and have the figures that we talk about in these in it. But this was kind of inspired by Navajo uh, tapestries to kind of do more of a earth, uh, earth in tone and earth and texture abstract. Uh, I call it the Watchers of the Realms and, and kind of what we're talking about today. But yes, about Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, all of which, you know, great painters, great poets, uh, great men of history. Um, and I find it interesting. We have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles named them. We also have that, you know, there are historical figures named them. But you also have angels named them. It's really interesting how all that works together. And, you know, are the earthly people the archetypes of the heavenly ones i don't know it's, it's definitely possible so uh so let's see uh do you have any friends that are native american i do doggy i have one uh his name is will hopinka uh, i used to work with him for a very long time um and he's an awesome awesome guy he actually goes to the church that i go to now um, and I see him quite, uh, quite, a, quite often, uh, every couple of weekends, I'll see him in the hallway over at church. So, uh, but yeah, he's a great guy. He's, he's a big family man. He's got a ton of, ton of stuff with that. Uh, and then I've got all this stuff that I do every day. So I don't get to hang out with a lot of people. In fact, 74 Leathercraft is one of the few people I get to hang out with anymore. Uh, we share common interests. We go play Frisbee golf together all the time. We go fishing together. 
So, uh, you know, I don't get to do a lot of socializing, but uh, because I'm doing this. So uh, everybody that says, uh, hey, I want to be a full time influencer. There's a lot of work that goes into it, guys. Um, and it's not the social uh, aspect that everybody thinks it might be. It's, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of sitting at the computer, managing things, trying to get your sales up so that you can continue to do it. Um, trying to make, yeah, a ton of work. Absolutely. Uh, Jacob says so. Um, anyway, so thank you guys that do support this channel. So, um, and then we go to a Raguel or Raguel, however you want to say it. R A G U E L Raguel, um, is probably a silent G Raguel. Uh, one of the holy angels who takes vengeance on the world of the luminaries. Now this is where it gets interesting. Uh, do you think theology helps? Uh, Carlos asks. Uh, I think theology helps if you're into theology. I'm not really into theology. I'm more into gnosis. So theology is really a path that people choose to take. If it's like, uh, like if you want to be a pastor or something like that. I, I've taken a lot of theology classes before. It never really jived with me because it never... To me, it didn't logically make sense. And that's why I do what I'm doing right now. Because none of the theology made sense to me. Because I think there were way too many assumptions made. And if we're going to make assumptions, then I might as well talk about it in light of all mythologies and kind of an inner understanding of what we're reading. Rather than try to put a certain brand of theology on it. Because theology is not a blanket term. There is like Baptist theology and Methodist theology and Catholic theology. And like you get into all different sects of theology and you get lost in it. And I've studied a bunch of different ones. Um, and each one of them kind of come from a place of presumption. Um, and I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. So that's why I'm here. So um, do theories support theories? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's all a theory until until we know, right? So uh, this crossed my mind today. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. Um, so let's see. Okay, getting back to... Uh, so uh, Rauel, one of the holy angels, he takes vengeance on the world of the luminaries. What is the world of the luminaries? According to the Book of Enoch, it's sun, moon, stars. We see that in the Holy Bible as well. Um, and so they're supposed to be balanced in order, uh, tell the signs and the seasons. But according to Enoch, we kind of hear that they might have intelligence. They might have uh, consciousness. They might even be attached to or the representation of spiritual beings. Um, and so that's really, really interesting. We look at the moon in the sky and go, it's a big rock. Well, that's really convenient in a modern time when we take any power away from the celestial signs and seasons um, because we got to remember that people for thousands and thousands and thousands of years were operating on the data given to them from the heavens. Yet in our modern society, we've got the almighty iPhone, right? We don't need the sun, the moon, the stars anymore. Uh, but it sounds like this Raguel, uh, he takes vengeance on the world of the luminaries. Maybe they get out of line at points. Maybe there's things that could cause collisions and calamity in the cosmos, and he's having to pass judgment on them and take vengeance on those that are that are out of line, so to speak. So again, that's just my my thought. Does not mean that that's true, uh, because again, we are reading um, words from a book that was found at the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, there are multiple versions of it, which means it's important. Um, and we know that in the time of Christ, he would have known these scriptures and probably quoted from them. And in fact, did in many cases. Um, so we kind of have to take them somewhat serious. But at the same time, who's ever thought of the moon being alive? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying this is what the text says. So, But maybe there's something to that spiritual aspect where if they do fall out of line... They do need vengeance and judgment by this angel. I don't know. So, um, Do you uh, think, really believe, like, what are the odds you're really uh, making it to the moon? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm probably never going to go to the moon. So I know we're trying to go back now. So uh, how about Mother Earth? Yeah, um, absolutely. Good question. So um, and then we, we get to Michael. OK, so he's one of the holy angels that is set over the best part of mankind and over chaos. And this is really cool. And this is where I, the videos stop today, and I'll do more videos tomorrow on the other 
the rest of the seven. But uh, Michael, one of the holy angels, he set over the best part of humankind and over chaos. There's my dog grumbling again. Uh, about halfway through the live stream, he gets really, really tired. He, he thinks that these should be shorter. So, um, so he's over the best part of humanity. So what is that? Well, in my head, I would kind of translate that to righteousness, to righteous people. Uh, not people who are perfect, not people who are good, uh, but people who are righteous, who are actually seeking God, seeking that inward truth, seeking authenticity and a real timeline for their lives. Um, and that's my definition of it. So, um, so he would be over the best part of humanity, uh, the best kind of humanity, and over chaos. And here's where this is comforting to me. If he's over chaos, okay, why could that be important? Because when chaos falls on the earth, you have prophetic timelines, you have wars, rumors of wars, all of these things we hear about all the time, right? You can't scroll through TikTok without hearing about stuff like this. Um, if he's over the best part of humanity and chaos, then might he be a protector of the righteous, of us? Because if you're still on this now, you're probably seeking that true, authentic, inward enlightenment. You're, you're, you're righteously seeking God. Does not mean you're perfect. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But it means that I am daily. That is my goal. It's not to go out and do this or that. It's my goal is to find God daily and bring him to everyone, as many people as I can. Um, and, and so with this, if this is true, then I would have to believe that Michael guards me and guides me in times of chaos. When the world gets crazy, when you turn on the news and all you see is this and that, and there's floods over here and there's lightning here and there's a war breaking out here and there's this new thing and that new thing. and There's nothing new under the sun, right? But from this verse, it's a good comfort that Michael is guarding people like you and I as we look for ascension and continue that path and that walk every day to inwardly understand, to understand all of these truths, whether we take them verbatim or we take them esoterically and understand them on a deeper level and allow that to unfold in our hearts as a brand new reality in our lives. Now, I speak in these terms because right now it's really, really popular on TikTok to talk about timeline jumping and stuff and manifesting and stuff like that. And there's this timeline and that timeline and you choose which one you want. And I just watched the Matrix movie and all of that actually kind of lines up weirdly um, because if you look at the Matrix movie, you have that choice. Do you want the authentic reality or do you want the one you've been lulled into a dream about? And, you know, I continue to show up every day and say, I want the authentic reality. And so I have to trust that Michael, that God, I think God uses all of these agents, all of these agents, all of these angels, extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them, to guide, guard, and protect humanity, to preserve our planet um, until the prophetic timelines are fulfilled. That's just my belief. And so if you look at Michael here, that's a big comfort to me. And we kind of know that Michael is that character through a lot of lore and legend. Um, the reality that God made is perfect, a perfect system of perfection. Amen. Amen. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, do you think that it's true? Everything that man touches is slightly evil. So like matrix theory that I talked about yesterday, um, matrix theory being that the physical world was created by the gods. And so the thing that I believe, the thing that I've been discussing lately, and when I say believe, that means that can be changed super easily. It's kind of like I'm operating on that until it becomes understanding, which becomes understanding. Understanding meaning it can change the operation system of how I live everyday life. Uh, but my current belief is that the gods of the Old Testament, like Yahweh, there's a lot of evidence to show that Christ, he was not the son of Yahweh, but rather the son of El Elyon, God Most High. And so I've done a lot of live streams on that. If you want to know more about that, go back and check out on my YouTube channel. Um, you can re-watch the live streams or you can go to my 
uh, podcast and listen to them on Apple or Spotify. And so um, that's that's very interesting. Like, if we touch it, does it become evil? Uh, you know, that's kind of the Midas touch, right? Um, so I would say, you know, everything in the flesh. Like, are we not supposed to transcend the flesh, right? Um, and so that, again, is the matrix theory, that the physical world we experience, you still experience God through it because those vibrations are still breaking through. In fact, everything in the matrix is animated by the creator, but made by the maker. The maker being the evil gods of the Old Testament that wanted to harness the energy of humanity so that they could continue their cause of evil, even though they know a day of judgment is coming, which we hear about in Revelation. Anyway, it all gets really deep there. And if you're confused as to what I'm talking about, Yahweh versus El Elyon. Yahweh, in Genesis 2, it says that he made out of. He made out of. He made out of. Yet Genesis 1 is the creation story where Elohim, the plural Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Father, Mother, Son, depending on what Trinitarian belief you hold in the Godhead, um, if you hold a Trinitarian belief in it, uh, but it would either be Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Father, Mother, Son, that that is the Elohim, the plural God, that is creating in Genesis 1, which spills over and finishes the creation story in Genesis chapter 2, and then Genesis chapter 2 picks up in verse 4 or 5, I believe, continuing with Yahweh Elohim specifying the entity name of the Elohim or the God, the Holy One, as a maker God, he then goes to make Adam and Eve. He, he then goes to make the Garden of Eden, uh, which was a perfect paradise that they rejected. Why did they reject it? Because the, the serpent came in and said, eat of the tree of knowledge and you'll become like the God, like that God. Um, and that's actually what Matrix is about. Even uh, one of the agents at the end of Matrix says, uh, the first matrix we created for you was perfect, but you rejected it. So we had to create the second one. And that's that's really interesting because as they're kicked out of the Garden of Eden, then they enter this world that is imperfect and filled with sin. Um, and then now a law has to come to keep the whole system from failing. So the law was given in fire and smoke on the top of Mount Sinai. That story is repeated in tons of different cultures in some form or fashion, including, but not limited to, the Aboriginal culture of Australia has their god, Baime, that descends in fire and smoke on top of Mount Yengo, where the law is given to the people to, you know, keep them from self-destructing. Well, why would the gods give these laws to protect people? Because they need them. They need them. The gods helped us build all these crazy structures like the pyramids and everything. That's what I believe. Um, But then they also needed us because they're harnessing our energy. They know how to harness spiritual energy. They know how to harness our workforce, um, our our finances, our mental states. Everything uh, serves their matrix system that's powering them and their crafts and their ability to travel through realms. Uh, that's my crazy belief, by the way. If you say, oh, that's crazy, then yeah, I know it sounds crazy, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, Let's see. Let's Build Mastery says, sweet, I caught you again. No idea what your schedule is yet on the podcast. So Sunday mornings, I do 11 to 12.30 on Sunday mornings, and then every day I do a, around a 4 o'clock live stream. Today I went live a little bit late. I do my best to time it um, around when my wife gets off work, and then she's making her trek home. Um, but yeah, and then also when everybody else is getting off work too, because, um, I've tried to do it while everybody's at work and I get some interesting people on here. So, um, I like to do it when some of my core group can be on here, um, and then we can continue having good conversations. So, uh, it's only crazy until it's not. Daniel says, amen, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on, we have Saraquel. He's one of the holy angels who is set over the spirits who sin in the spirit, okay, that, I have no idea what that means, but Sarquel, he's, he's over the spirits, who sin in the spirit, I mean, to me, immediately, that evokes the idea of demons, 
like they they have no place to go and they're sinful and they're going to attack other people's spirits like that's what i would assume that means if anybody else has any data on that i would love to know so uh let's see i have no idea what that question means uh cryptoc were all the dead sea scrolls uh that you know about their maritime admir i have no idea what that means i'm sorry that's way over my head um i'm not very smart i'm just here to share share my opinions and thoughts and and really my experiences i'm i'm a very spiritual person i'm a very creative person but i certainly don't have all the data some of you guys ask questions that are like over my head so um but if you can elaborate on that then i would love to answer that question so um okay so going on to gabriel we all know gabriel right um he's kind of one of the ogs of the good angels um so he is over paradise and the serpents and the cherubim wait i thought serpents were evil because of the garden of eden and the serpent got them kicked out of paradise well that's true if you believe the paradise was really a paradise but if you believe in the whole matrix theology that I do, uh, which is Gnosticism, then I think that, that that garden was actually a little prison for them. And so then you have serpents becoming actually a holy object and a bringer of truth. Just really interesting. Again, I'm not here to say one way or another. I'm just sharing with you what my understanding is. So uh, True Reigns 3 says, love your channel. Thank you so much. Nope, neither are dragons. Yeah, I think dragons are beautiful, holy creatures. And I bet you, uh, whenever they were around, whether it be in this realm or another realm, we have seen them somewhere. We didn't just make that up. I, I really think that all of these mythological things that we have, we're seeing in either visions, other realms, people have traveled to other realms. Um, somehow they were seen as part of a creation this beautiful, beautiful, multi-layer creation that God created. God, the triune God, Father, Mother, Son, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Godhead. Um, and then we have this thing in Gnosticism, it's called the Demiurge, which is what I consider Yahweh, the, the evil gods of the Old Testament that were trying to entrap humanity. Uh, not that the the one true God that El Elyon didn't use these gods to accomplish uh, the the true timeline, if you will, as we talked about earlier, but um, but that they were they thought somehow that they were going to win, they were going to get their own uh, system built, and I think they've done a pretty good job. But through people like you and me, that system uh, we're seeing right through it, and we're bringing these ancient understandings back to light. Um, and that's why I'm here. I can't tell you they're true or they're not true. I can only give them to you. And those with eyes to see and ears to hear are the ones that go, wait a minute. Okay. Hmm. Now I see that. Oh, well, that commercial. Well, hey, that movie said, well, the Bible said, well, I read this cool book, Enoch. Hey, there's that TikToker, Cub Cooker. And all the dots start connecting, and it's like, wait a minute. We live in a much weirder reality than we thought. Anyway, that's just my weird brand of all of it. So, they're guardians, keepers, and collectors of people. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, they're playing chess and making pieces. Uh, we're the playthings. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, for me, God is the good. Absolutely, He is. He is. And that's the thing, you know, we. Uh, Christ came to talk about a spiritual God. He came to talk about a spiritual metaphysical world, not of the physical, transcending the physical. Um, and then you have the old law, the old doctrines, the Mosaic law. If you've ever heard, you know, the lines of Moses and the Levites and all of that. That's all based in physical magic, which is sorcery, where they would actually take sacrifices. They would actually lay things out in a specific way on an altar. They would build certain types of temples and tents and they would carry the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was this like technological device and literally God, Yahweh, could speak through it. He could speak to the people. He could also shock people to death. And he would 
unalive them. And if you read this with open eyes, you go, that's an extraterrestrial that's taken away anyone's life that threatens his authority. And then you hear Christ came and he's talking about his father. He said, my father does not require sacrifice, but he requires compassion. The day will come when you will worship my father in spirit and in truth. And look, he said, the kingdom is, does not come with visible signs. It's not in the sky. It's within. They were looking for a kingdom in the sky. Christ taught us of a kingdom within. And you might go, oh, that sounds really like Eastern religion. Well, yeah, it does. Because it kind of is. Because all of these world religions, there's like seven main belief systems from, from the research I've done. Now, there's thousands of different world religions. But all of them can kind of fall under one of seven categories. Even though there's a lot of differences between them, there's like different kind of focuses of that. And there is an idea and a concept that each of those seven pieces holds a truth, but not all of it. And Christ came to be the final piece that tied all of those truths together. Well, we don't want to admit that with Western belief systems and theology because that would be, that would be a blasphemy. In fact, that would be heresy. In fact, that would be Gnosticism. In fact, that would be something that was smudged out very early on, but has made a comeback and is now demonized as New Age. When New Age is actually sorcery coming back with crystals and laying things out and drawing symbols and all of this stuff. And I'm not saying everyone who likes New Age stuff does that kind of thing, but it does kind of lead into that, you know, it's kind of the gateway thing into that stuff. Um, when that stuff, does it work? Sure it does. Because you're using the code, the matrix code, to control the matrix. But Christ just came to say, hey, you can actually rip a hole in the matrix and step in and grab onto the spiritual realm of your spiritual self and start to live, manifest, exist, and sow seeds of that kingdom into this world. That's how that spiritual realm breaks into the matrix. And you say, well, doesn't the matrix, doesn't sorcery call forth the spiritual worlds? Well, we assume it does, but might it just be calling forth extraterrestrials, the old gods that might seem spiritual but aren't? It's just a thought, guys. Just my thought. So um, anyway, uh, so you got Gabriel. He's over the serpents, paradise, and the cherubim. We know the cherubim are terrifying creatures. Um, look up uh, biblically accurate cherubim. And, and uh, we'll go from there. In fact, I'm going to show you guys real quick. Uh, this is not my artwork. I'm trying to not show like Creative Commons stuff because, well, because it's not my artwork. Um, and I just don't want to confuse anyone to think that it is because I'm doing so much artwork now. But I will show this right now. Because I think it's really cool um, to be able to kind of look at all the angels side by side um, and go, hey, maybe you've seen one of those. Um, where is it? I promise I have it, guys. Oh, I know it's on here. Come on, TikTok is loading super slow right now. I need my angel picture, TikTok. Come on. And those of you guys listening on the podcast, I live stream this on TikTok every day and then uh, share it over to all the platforms. So, Okay, here you go. So you got uh, seraphim. Um, you've got cherubim. So these are, it has the face of a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. Um, and these are really interesting. If you've ever heard of a skinwalker that can take different shapes... And like literally transmute itself into a brand new figure. Um, the mythology of that is really, really fascinating. The Navajo Indians believed in, in them and actually experienced them a lot. Um, so I think the skinwalkers that we still have on this earth that really are pretty scary. Um, I think they could be fallen cherubim because, you know, it says that the angels fell. It doesn't say what kind of angels and we know that there were a lot of them. And we know that they created their own, you know, race of humans. And uh, so it's really, really interesting. So glad you're breaking it all down. Angels are a deep subject in this day and age. Yes, they are. Uh, and thank you, Amira. 
Um, I really appreciate that. Um, let's see. I like how you bring up stuff just to get us thinking and questioning the goal of a great teacher for us to be inspired and learn further. Thank you. Let's build mastery. I really, really appreciate that. And I, and I'm glad you get what I'm doing on here because a lot of these channels come out and say, this is right and they're wrong. And I will never do that guys, because I have in my life said that someone was wrong and I knew I was right. And then later on, here I am years later going, eh, wait a minute, maybe they knew something I didn't, you know. And it's just really interesting how my ego can put a block between my authentic reality and the reality that the matrix wants to trap me in. Um, and that, I think, is the scariest thing of all. Somebody said that uh, cherubim scare me, or seraphim scare you. Um, yeah, yeah, really creepy things. Um I love thrones um, and ophanim. The ophanim are the wheel inside the wheel. Uh, literally, I think spaceships, uh, those extraterrestrial disks we see. Oh, wait, that's not an angel. Well, it, it talks about that angels in the Bible, it literally says that angels, that they could take on the shape of a fiery ball or that they could take on the shape of a man at will. And so I think, you know, you got those wheel inside the wheel things. You see them in the night sky and they look like shimmery orbs or, you know, enfolding amber. But then when you hear uh, stories of people being taken up or we call modern day abductions, uh, extraterrestrial abductions, by the way, uh, what we call that, then, you know, they see them now as, as a human being or, or at least a human like uh, entity. Um, and so it just, it kind of all ties together again, makes you think, uh, what's the difference between a prophet who spoke with the angels and a farmer who is abducted by aliens in a field. And there's a gray extraterrestrial for you, just as I'm showing pictures here. What's the difference guys? Is there a difference? Why do we draw a difference when there might not be a difference? And the farmer in the field might be the modern day prophet uh, as we exalt people like uh, Enoch, like Elijah, um, like Noah, um, we see all of these experiences throughout the Bible and throughout the text. And it gets really, really interesting the more, uh, the more we dig into it and the more we open our mind. And uh, here's one of my favorite pieces of art I did recently. This is my uh, rendering of Enoch I'll show you guys. Enoch is an old man after he's seen the heavens, seen the ends of the earth, uh, listened to God pass judgment on the watchers. Just, I think it's beautiful. And there's even a serpent on his head. Really interesting. That serpent, you know, from the Garden of Eden, uh, you know, you got Enoch. Uh, Christ talked about the serpent multiple times. He said, be wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. I know, Abel. I know. It's almost 530. I got to get going. Um, be a wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Uh, and then he said, so, uh, Moses lifted up the serpent in, uh, in the desert. So must the son of man be lifted up. Uh, so there's all these weird tie-ins with that. So, uh, Monarch says, uh, love the artworks. Thank you very much. You guys, um, I do need to run, but, um, if you like what I'm doing here and you want to support me, First off, God bless you. Um, every day, if I can just make a few sales a day, I can continue to do this full time uh, and bring this kind of information and ideas and data to you every day. Uh, right now we're going through Enoch, then we're going to be going through all kinds of cool other books. Uh, but Inspired by Enoch is our uh, the first astronaut tee um, in this t-shirt. Uh, thank you. God bless you guys for all of the gifts. I really appreciate that. That helps a lot too. Um, but this is the first astronaut tee. Um, and this is my idea of like, you know, Enoch getting suited up to go into the heavens and see the ends of the earth to go in a spaceship. And, uh, I don't know that he did, but you know, uh, he, he may have done it mentally or spiritually. Let's see. I lost connection guys. I'm sorry. I'm having a, having a hard time with my internet today. I, the internet company I'm with, I'm not a big fan of, unfortunately, but uh, so I cut out there for a second. My apologies. Uh, but anyway, you guys uh, can check out the shirt. It's over at www.cubcooker.me. 
you can get that over there as well as my audiobook. I just changed the cover of the audiobook and it looks beautiful. It matches all of my artwork now. And then I changed it on Amazon as well. It should be updated in the next week or two on Amazon, but it's still the same book. But it gives, to me, it's a better experience as the reader, as you imagine, kind of the magical pathway that God's laid out for us on the cover of the book. Go check that out. It's really, really pretty. So uh, 74 Leathercraft says that's my favorite one. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, I'll be hollering at you in just a second. So anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for the support. Please share this. Go subscribe on YouTube. Please give me some love on YouTube. YouTube's been slow compared to all these other platforms. So, um, But this is where all the restreams of this get reposted over on YouTube if you want to go back and watch my content. So thank you guys for the gifts. Thank you, Kitta777. God bless you. I really, really appreciate the golden microphones, the roses. Thank you guys so much. Um, those gifts mean the world to me. So literally, I make a living through, you know, the views on TikTok, the views on uh, all the other platforms. Um, I'm hopefully going to get monetized soon on, uh, if, if you guys give me more love on YouTube, maybe I can get monetized on there. But I still don't want to put commercials in front of anything because I think it ruins the whole effect. Um, so that's why I do stuff like this. And rather than doing all the courses and stuff that everybody does, I've got a really awesome book out. I'm writing another book that's a fiction book, but it actually has a lot of spiritual truth in it. That's going to be out hopefully by the holidays on audiobook with me narrating it. I've already started it. Um, and then I'm doing all this really cool shirts drops uh, every week. So anyway, I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Peace and have fun exploring the stars and your mind. I love you guys. Bye.